I'm Anya, the Twilight newbie. And I'm Delisha, the Twilight stan, and welcome to Fangirl Suck, a podcast dedicated to the Twilight fandom. So it is the last episode of the season. We've approached the conclusion. I know. Who thought we would have got here? (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So let's just jump right into it with chapter 22, Hide and Seek. So Alice has another vision, and it seems really intense, but she doesn't say anything uh, that's alarming to Bella. She just says that she just saw the same room. Um, And this is after the phone call, so Bella, I feel like, is a little bit nervous um, if, you know, Alice and Jasper are going to pick up on her plan of where she's going to go. And she asks Alice how her visions work, and Alice says that... Some things can change, um, but she only sees uh, the course while people are on it. Once they change their minds or make a new decision, the vision starts to shift. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's a more realistic way of portraying, like, visions. Because I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. when you see, like, all these, like, TV shows and whatnot and a person has a vision, it's like, oh, and they just see something in the future. I feel like Alice... You're like Raven. Yeah, like Raven. <laughs> I feel like Alice's <laughs> visions are more subjective which is like like yeah. humans, they're more subjective. They're if they make a decision that changes, of course the ch- the course of uh, the outcome will change too. And it kind of brings up mm-hmm. the fact between like fate and then personal choice. Mm-hmm. You know, because some things are like yeah. they'll come to the same outcome no matter what you do. Some things, but then some things will come to different outcomes based on the decisions that you make. Because I feel like some mm-hmm. sometimes people are just destined to be where they're supposed to be. And we'll kind of get into yeah. that later. But at the same mm-hmm. time, people have their own free will and that kind of shapes their future. So anyways, yeah. go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so now they're uh, at the airport uh, waiting to pick up Edward, Emmett, and Carlisle. Uh, at this point, Bella's like, you know, trying to figure out how to get away secretly <laughs> and everything. So um, she tells Alice, who's been asking her if she wants any food. And now Bella is like, okay, I'm, I want to eat now. Um, but can Jasper come with me? <laughs> so Jasper goes with her. And as they're, you know, making their way, uh, she sees the bathroom. And she tells him that she needs to go. And so he's like, okay, I'll wait for you. So this girl you know, gets to the bathroom <laughs> and she's just bolting for it because there's another exit. Yes. And she knows, she knows. Yeah, she so. tricks them. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's off. <laughs> she's off. Like, she's running through the airport. People are looking at her, but she's like, I don't care. I have to go I'm, to save my mom and I stuff like that. So <laughs> <laughs> She's running. And then she gets on a shuttle uh, that's going to the Hyatt Hotel. She, she So once she gets to the hotel, she just, you know, bolts to a cab and like people are like looking at her, but she's like, okay, Okay, I just need to get in. Yeah. Gets goes to, to go to her mom's house, uh, and then once she gets into her mom's house, like she's pretty frantic at this point, right? Which yeah. rightfully so. Yeah. Um, she goes straight to the phone and and finds the number that James left for her. And as soon as uh he she gets on the phone with him, she's like, "Is my mom okay?" Bella gets on the phone and it's her mom telling her, you know, like saying Bella, Bella, James come tells her to come and so bella's like worried she like leaves the house she's booking it again down the road yeah to the dance and, studio <laughs> to the dance studio the yeah yes and once she gets into the studio she hears her mom calling for her but then she realizes that this was it's a tape she sees a tv right and it's actually a tape of 
her when they went to see her grandma in California for Thanksgiving. And the whole Bella Bella thing that she was hearing from her mom was actually when Bella was leaning over the edge of the pier, like too close. Yeah. And so uh, at this point, James appears and realizes and Bella realizes that he tricked her and that her mom is actually safe in Florida. And like James never even encountered her, which is okay, like, yeah. scary. So what did you think about this part? Honestly, I'm surprised that she didn't catch on that it was a trick. Um, Where are you su- yes. Where are you- I'm surprised too, but at the same time, it's Bella. So <laughs> <laughs> I know I probably would have caught on like it's too like easy mm-hmm. kind of thing you know when you think about it mm-hmm. but at the same time it's Bella <laughs> okay because I'm trying to think about like the time in which the book was written and that was probably like the early 2000s so I'm not sure if text was really much of a thing I'm showing my young age here um text wasn't much of right. a thing in like the early 2002 2003 2004 whatever mm-hmm. but I'm like if he okay maybe he dialed the phone but I'm like if Never mind. I'm just like, wouldn't she have gotten had a way to like, if something was happening, she would have reached Charlie and Charlie called. Like, you know what I mean? I guess mm-hmm. she doesn't have a cell phone. I guess all of this is because she doesn't have a cell phone. Yeah. Exactly. yeah she, I don't think she had <laughs> yeah, she a, cell a cell phone. phone. So. <laughs> so I'm like, why hasn't but, Charlie called at her at this point to tell her that her mom is coming back soon? Because didn't he say that, because they were talking in chapters earlier I think no, yeah. Chapters earlier, she was saying that um, things were were not looking that the way they wanted to do before his baseball stuff. So she was still in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Go on, go on. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I I feel like she should have caught. And I feel like there are pieces in the novel that kind of like mm-hmm. indicated that this was a trick. Granted, yeah. I've I've read it first. I read it before, but I'm like, this is just. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why she would fall for it. Or, like, why she would act as though something was... Like, she should have just called somebody. She should have told somebody, like... <sighs> she should have. She yeah. is, like, but human. Bella, and these are <laughs> And these are advanced individuals. Like, who do you think yeah. you're up against? <laughs> At this point, James is also bothered the fact that, like, Bella isn't angry that he tricked her. And at this point... Because at this point, you know, she's she's basically ready to die, yes. you know. We've already um, said that she has it. no self-preservation. <laughs> like, yeah, she, exactly. She, the things that are supposed to be dangerous and she's supposed to be keeping away from, she doesn't. So at this point, like, yeah, of course she's like, you know what? I'm okay with this. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah, my mom exactly. is not hurt, so I'm okay with this. Like, have something, something has snapped up here. I feel like she's come to the edge of it and she's kind of snapped at this point. James tells her, you know, that he wishes that it was kind of more of a challenge to, you know, this whole thing. Um, just because, you know, he says that it was, it was luck that he was able to get to Bella. And Bella tells James that she already told Edward in a letter not to avenge her, you know, whatever happens. <laughs> avenge um, me. You know, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But James is actually taping this whole encounter with Bella, saying that, you know, he doesn't think Ed will resist killing him after he sees the tape. Because mm-hmm. he wants Edward to come after That's him for some sick. reason. That is actually <laughs> sick. Like, that, yeah. not like sick in a good way, but like sick in like, you're no, gonna, I, disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. Like, you're going to, granted, they're not human. There's no human empathy here or this, yeah. yeah. Or any type of sympathy, but like the fact that you are going to kill this person on like a camcorder and like send it to the boyfriend or leave it behind for the boyfriend to see you be like avenge me that is sick like that is some criminal yeah. mind sick level shit like yeah disgusting yeah 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, he wishes it was more of a challenge, right? And James says to... James tells Bella that he was initially scared if Edward would ruin his fun of this challenge because um, he actually knows something. And we find out that uh, another person escaped James before. And we find out that it was actually Alice, which mm-hmm. is which was crazy to me. I was like, oh my, we finally know. Because at this point, we, we don't know where she came from. We have no idea what was going on, right? So the story was that she was in an asylum in her human life. And yes. I guess there was another vampire in the asylum, like an older vampire. And he, yeah, yeah, he was working there or something. Yes, and he formed such a connection with Alice that he could sense James coming and he knew that James was coming for Alice. I'm not sure mm-hmm. in what situation that James kind of like discovered her there. Maybe her yeah. scent led him there. I think he was saying that like there's only like another human whose scent rivaled yours and it was Alice. And maybe that's what brought him to the asylum. Mm-hmm. And so to protect Alice, he turned her. But where she was in the asylum was so dark. And how yeah. it happened, she was so dark. She, that's why she has no recollection of her human life. And at that mm-hmm. time, thinking of the time that she was turned, like in the early 1900s or 1800s, late 1800s, like mm-hmm. an asylum is not an actual resourceful place for like mental illness. Yeah. Just treated like yeah. a crazy house because you don't know yeah, how to deal yeah, with them. So this vampire made Alice into a strong new vampire, and so James destroyed this vampire in vengeance. At this point in the story, James keeps, like, egging Bella on. You know, he's, like, I don't know, he's, like, touching her neck and, like, her hair and, like, getting Creepy. closer to her. <laughs> Messed up stuff, yeah. And Bella is, like, frozen at this point. Mm-hmm. And then... All of a sudden, you know, James just like smashes Bella to the mirrors mm-hmm. um, and she's just like bleeding and trying to crawl to the door. Yeah. Um, like terrified as anyone would be. And I don't, I'm kind of squeamish, so I didn't really like reading this, but like he smashes <laughs> her leg, breaking it. Yeah. And oh then goodness. throws her again to the mirrors. Like, bro, what are you trying to do? <laughs> Like, relax. At this point, you know, she's, like, in pain and agony. And so she's basically ready to die because there's, you know, this nausea and dizziness that's swept over her. Mm-hmm. Um, and as she's going unconscious, she sees James coming toward her. And she just tries to protect her her face. And then this chapter ends with her eyes closing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. essentially, going into chapter 23 is called The Angel. You're like, okay, is this it for Bella? Is she donezo? Has she been yeeted off this earth? No. <laughs> she's still there. <laughs> so she thinks she's dying. And I feel like I'm not like I'm not much of a swimmer, but she's like she's dreaming right. that she's being like underwater and like being dragged underwater. And yeah. like that thick feeling of like when water is in your ears, and she's kind of like at this subconscious, kind of conscious, but not really conscious level. And she was saying, like, she's about to, like, go underneath the water. Like, I feel like in that sense, she's saying, like, I'm just going to let this, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to let it take me. Mm-hmm. And then she's saying, oh, I hear an angel. Angel's actually Edward. I, they found her. They got to her at this point. <laughs> I really want to know how they yeah. found her like that. I guess they were leading her her scent when she left the um, airport. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So at this point, she's saying, oh, I can hear the angel crying. The angel shouldn't cry. It's too beautiful to be crying. I'm like, girl, <laughs> even on your deathbed, <laughs> you still sit in front of this guy. <laughs> the angel shouldn't be crying. It's 
too beautiful to I cry. Know. And so he's like kind of examining her body and then he's coming, he's calling for Carlisle. Okay, I'm going to make mm-hmm. a quick point. We haven't watched the movie yet, but this is part in <laughs> the movie, the scene right here where he discovers that like she's bleeding out. And yeah. then <laughs> he's calling Carlisle for help. And I think he's like raising her arm. And the way Robert Pattinson says Carlisle in that moment, I'm like, oof. Shivers. <laughs> really? Like, really. Like, there's a lot of yeah. things to laugh about for that movie, but that point right there, you're like, okay, I see you. <laughs> Damn, even better than when he says Bella? <laughs> no, when he, when he says Carlisle's name, I'm like, okay. <laughs> he's like, he kind of loses his, he loses, like, you know how he's supposed to have, like, he's from um, the UK, right? Yeah. And he's trying to put on, like, an American accent for this character, because, mm-hmm. like, the vampire lives in North America. And I think in that second one, he says the character's name, Carlisle, he loses his American accent for a second, and, like, kind of yeah. slips into, like, a British accent. And then the way, like, the scruffiness of his voice, and then... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm getting off track. Oh, you must have been melting, <laughs> right? as many other people. <laughs> right. I didn't. I. I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm like, what did they see in Robert Pattinson to like put him in this film to be Edward? But at that moment, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Okay, I'm gonna see it. <laughs> you were okay. <laughs> I was okay. Carlos, they're trying to help. Like, he's trying to set her, like, set her leg. It's been like broken. He's like examining her. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she has a broken leg, a couple of broken ribs. And then in his assessment of, like, what's going on with her body, Bella starts to say, like, oh, it's burning. It's burning. Mm -hmm. And then she's, like, Mm -hmm. she starts screaming and she's, like, oh, Edward, like, my hand is on fire. Yeah. And then that's when they realize that (laughs) James bit her and the venom was starting to spread through her system. Mm -hmm. And so he's, like, oh, Edward is, like, the Carlisle. He bit her. And he's, like, what? (laughs) But at the same time, when he so said it, bad. I'm like, what did you expect to happen? Of course he bit her. Yeah, 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 I know. And then you pulled him off of her before he could start the feeding. Like, of course she's has venom running through her veins right now. And so mm-hmm. he's like, Carlisle, like, what should I do? And Carl's like, I'm busy. Like, I'm trying to save lives. I'm trying to set bones right now. So you do what you got to do. But I'm trying to save yeah. this girl's life. <laughs> Keep her heart yeah, beating. Exactly. You're going to have to suck out the poison. And so he's sucking it out. And I guess he he sucks it out to the point where like he doesn't indulge in her actual, the mm-hmm. taste of her actual blood. Which this whole time through this entire novel, that was his greatest kind of like, like his greatest problem. His greatest like mm-hmm. thing that would antagonize him the whole entire time. It's like, I am not capable of letting you live i shouldn't even be around Mm -hmm. you and it's like okay now we're here we're testing the test like you need to suck you need to taste her blood and suck the venom out and he does it and he like spits Mm -hmm. it out i think she like she's more like coming to i guess guess the pain is too much bella at this time and Mm -hmm. she's like he's like oh are you okay or maybe he asked her something along the lines of like is the fire out now and she's like yes Mm-hmm. And then I think yeah, he yeah. says to her, like, I love you. And Bella responds <laughs> yeah. with, I know. Yeah. I'm like, wow, even even on your deathbed, like, this mushy gushiness, like, can we save this it's for later? So <laughs> They're having a little bit of a conversation at this point, um, Bella and Edward, while Carlisle's trying to do his thing. And who knows what's going on in the background at this point? <laughs> 
Yeah. Bella tells Edward, like, oh, he tricked me. Like, my mom's really in Florida. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's okay. Like, I know. We're like, just rest now. And then she kind yeah. of falls back into a slumber. Okay, so yeah, this kind of leads into this leads into chapter twenty four, the impasse. Bella uh, wakes up in the hospital, and Edward is there. And pretty much right off the bat, she's like apologizing, and you know, she says she was stupid because she thought her mom. Yes, girl, um, you were stupid. Yeah, <laughs> which she was. I agree with that too, right? Um, yeah, and so she's just apologizing to Edward, um, and Edward tells her that Renee is actually like here at the hospital she's just like out getting something to eat um and bella's like confused because like you know what are we what are we supposed to tell her pretty much right and edward says that he told renee that bella fell down two flights of stairs and then (laughs) through a window (laughs) which i mean how clumsy do you have to be (laughs) yeah for everybody to be like yep that checks out mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah exactly right and so uh, i don't know but i just found that really funny and so yeah she has a broken leg some broken ribs bruises and like cracks in her skull um and this part was kind of funny so she also had a few transfusions and so she smells different right and edward's like oh you smell different you know i like how you usually smell because <laughs> to me blood just smells like hot pennies I don't yeah I guess so I mean I don't even like blood like I don't like some people say that blood doesn't have a scent and I feel like it smells like hot pennies to me but I'm a human probably I I don't know (laughs) different types of people have different scents I guess so Edward basically Edward tells Bella that when he was saving her it was kind of impossible for him to stop sucking the venom but this was also weird so he's like but you taste better than he imagined that I feel like that's weird that's weird okay i feel like deny it it's weird but i feel like in a different context you'd be like oh okay (laughs) i it's cringe it's cringe (laughs) if it was like in a sexual context you'd be like oh okay i know but this is like in the context of like i can taste your blood no but yeah and so edward is telling bella you know that she should have waited for him or told him but obviously like she knew and he knew that he wouldn't have let her go anyways. Um, when everyone was, when Carlisle and Alice and Edward were kind of tending to Bella, Emma and Jasper killed James and there was like so much blood so they had to like leave. Um, and Bella asked, you know, if Alice saw the tape and apparently she did. And, you know, as we mentioned, like Alice was always in the dark, which is why she doesn't remember her human life. Um, and Bella is like, taking it all in and she's like to edward like well like what did you why are you here like like what did you tell my mom like why are you here and so he tells her that he told her mom that he was here to knock some sense into bella to come back to forks knock some sense Um, that that (laughs) smash into the mirror still doing nothing anyways yeah and i think i interpreted it i don't know if i interpret this right but bella's like heart monitor is like going crazy at this point you know with edward being so close but then when he kisses her it stops (laughs) honestly i'm just like i think she was taking some artistic liberties there because really a kiss make your heart it doesn't make yeah exactly (laughs) i was kind of like honestly i had to reread it like another time because i was kind of confused but Mm -hmm. yeah maybe that was just a artistic way to say yeah whatever yeah so anyway so bella's (laughs) yeah exactly so Bella's mom comes and Edward uh, pretends that he's sleeping 
And, you know, Renee, she's, like, so worried. And she says that Bella has been, like, unconscious for a while and that she and Phil are actually moving to Florida because he got signed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think she's like, oh, like, Bella, you'll love it. But Bella actually wants to stay in Forks. Yeah. And Renee's like, okay, I, I didn't know you liked Forks that much. And well, like she says, says weren't you no. just trying to run away from Forks? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I asked. And she says that she, like, is it about this boy? And, you know, she <laughs> says that because she says uh, that she thinks that Edward is in love with Bella. And Bella responds to say that she's crazy about him. And I think Renee is, like, a little, like, cautious because, you know, Bella's so young. But Bella being Bella says, you know, and a teenager, like, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, so Renee is telling Bella, you know, okay, be careful, you know. Yeah, so she was saying, like, oh, um, once we move, like, the move will be good for us because right now there's so much crime in Phoenix. Baby, did you know that, like, someone burned down the uh dance studio where you used to like dance yeah and (laughs) she doesn't realize that the reason why it was burned down was because of them edward and the gang the carlisle cullen gang (laughs) yeah 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 so bella bella's mom leaves and um edward kind of wakes up well edward comes back (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) wakes up and he says that he thought that bella would want to go to florida uh, with her mom, but like you know, he would stay in Forks regardless, or somewhere where he couldn't hurt Bella. And a nurse comes to give her her meds, and like Bella, at this point is like Edward, like don't leave me, like just stay. And Edward is so cute. He's like, oh, I'm not going anywhere. And you know, he says that he'll be there for her as long as she needs him. <laughs> um. <laughs> and Edward is basically kind of confirming to Bella, you know, that he doesn't want to be without Bella. Um, but he does feel guilty, obviously, that she's in the hospital in the first place. Which, you know, it's kind of his fault. But it's also kind of Bella's fault. <laughs> it's Bella's fault because, like, honestly, you should have just waited for the vampires to show up so they could deal with this. Like, yeah, exactly. Anyways. So she says, she tells him that, you know, that she's alive because of Edward. And Edward is telling her that, you know, it was horrible to see her in so much pain and, like, you know, so much blood being on the floor. And he was actually scared that he would kill Bella um, by accident, obviously, because he went if he wouldn't be, been, have been able to stop sucking her blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and then Bella tells Edward to promise not to leave her. And, and now Bella is asking Edward why she didn't let the venom turn her into a vampire because she says i'd be like you by now i'd be like you by now mm-hmm. and edward knows that he didn't tell bella that because when bella was asking him how you know vampires turned um he wouldn't tell her so obviously this is with like i think alice probably told her right alice did tell her alice told her like yeah in three days time if your heart is still beating and the venom still going through your system you would have turned after three days yeah, exactly. So Alice was the one who told her. And Bella says that she wants to be equal with Edward, you know, like Superman and Lois Lane. I feel like she wants to be on equal playing fields with him. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, because yeah. like right now you have a human and she only has human capabilities. And then you have a vampire with advanced mm. capabilities. I think that's okay. what she means I, altogether. I yeah. And Edward says that, you know, uh, that Bella is his like. Bella is his life and that she doesn't want he doesn't want to see her in any pain because once when you turn to a vampire like it's super super painful as well as you know like he asked her like what about like Charlie and Renee like you'd be leaving them 
And, you know, at this point, Bella's like, oh, well, like, you're not the only vampire I know. (laughs) (laughs) That was risky of her. Like, yeah, really? and she's like, and uh, everyone's like, Alice wouldn't dare, and blah, blah, blah. And Bella says that Alice saw her as a vampire, and Edward says, well, she's wrong because the future can always change, and Alice also saw Bella dead, but she's not dead. See, right. see, I feel yeah. like that was a good thing that he pointed out because, like, it goes back to what we were saying about Alice's visions being more realistic. Like, when we were talking, when she was talking about, like, the mirror room and the room with the VCR, that was always mm-hmm. changing. Those visions were always kind of like, she was always kind of like basically having a seizure because the visions were yeah. always being changed by the choices that the players were making in story. But the fact yeah. that from the moment that he probably met her, because mm-hmm. she was saying like, Alice saw me as a vampire. And we don't know at what time that Alice yeah. saw this vision. But the fact that that yeah. has not changed, it's kind of like this argument between are we predestined to get to certain choices or certain outcomes of our lives Mm -hmm. or is everything based on the decisions that we make? Some decisions Mm -hmm. that we make are so, I guess, locked in stone or so earlier on that we're always going to come to that same outcome. Where yeah, exactly. Alice saw Bella as a vampire. Um, yeah, so the chapter basically ends now with Bella getting her her meds and she falls asleep. (laughs) Yeah. So, the book is not done yet. There's a little bit of an epilogue <laughs> afterwards. And I always like an epilogue because, like, sometimes you just don't want the story to end. You want a little bit more. You want a little bit, you know? But I feel like yeah, the epilogue, exactly. usually for epilogues, is kind of like a little bit more. But I feel like Stephanie Meyer wrote it a little bit more and then some. I'm not sure at the yeah. time where she wrote the book that she knew it was going to be like a saga. But I feel yeah. like the epilogue really does set up the next kind of batch of players mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. next novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the chapter cuts to like sometime in the future. I guess you could say like the end of the school year is which I'm assuming based on what happens next yeah. in the book or in this chapter. So mm-hmm. Edward is helping Bella into the car and they are all dressed up. Edward's in a tux. Bella's in a blue <laughs> silk dress. And I feel like that alludes back to like their first date when she was wearing that blue mm-hmm. kind of like silky top and the said, blouse <laughs> <laughs> no the very first day when they're in the restaurant when he saves her and he was like oh that's oh, okay blue, like really looks nice against your skin yeah yeah and so i guess that's why she's wearing a blue silk dress for this occasion cute and bella wants to know like oh where are we going edward why are we so dressed up and edward says you know i'm surprised that you haven't figured it out yet like <laughs> and honestly so am i because i'm like girl i am too but it's bella <laughs> yeah <laughs> smart but you not that smart and so, so there's a little bit of banter going on between them but oh how nice you look no how nice you look no how nice you look yeah <laughs> back and forth and bella kind of like going back in her head remembering that bella not sorry alice was the one to get her dressed up for whatever their occasion they're going to and yeah. she's like she was kind of like huffing and puffing and being like, why do we have to do this? And then I really love the emotional manipulation that Alice is used. She's like, listen, I remember nothing of my human life, not even getting to play <laughs> yeah. myself, so give me this. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of shuts Bella up. So they're interrupted by a call from Charlie. And apparently Tyler kept his word about what he said at the beginning of the book where he said, you know what? If you're not taking me to girls' choice, I'll be taking you to prom. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Tyler came there on the promise and he showed up at Bella's house to take her to prom. And Edward basically told him to like basically hit the road. Like Bella's spoken for, she's gonna be spoken for from here on out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I don't understand. So Bella mentions that this is how you know boys are brazen, because like <laughs> Bella mentions in this epilogue that like since she got back from like basically the runaway, the hunt and everything. That her and yeah. Edward have been inseparable at school outside of Charlie's eyes. Yeah. And the fact that he could see the fact that they were inseparable and still went to her house to be like, be my prom date? No. You're presumptuous. Yeah. <laughs> you are presumptuous. Yeah. That's too funny. Yeah. So Edward basically tells uh, Tyler that, you know, Bella's spoken for. Mm-hmm. And the response actually made me laugh because, like, I'm thinking to myself while I'm reading it. Imagine Charlie. Like, Charlie at the beginning is so worried that, like, Bella's not socializing, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And here she Mm -hmm. is pulling boys left, right, and center. (laughs) She leaves with one man, only for another man to show up at the door and be like, I want to take your daughter to prom. And Charlie's just. I know. Wouldn't you be (laughs) suspicious as a dad (laughs) or a parent? Um, I feel like Charlie is more observant than, like, maybe Bella gives him credit for. So he yeah. knows that, like, Bella wants to go with Edward. <laughs> and I find yeah. it funny that, like, after he got back, like, both of them got back, um, mm-hmm. he's putting down curfews and saying, like, he can't spend, you know, like, past yeah, this yeah, hour yeah. and, you know, 15 feet apart. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Bella finally catches on and it's like, oh, you're taking me to prom? And mm-hmm. then <laughs> he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, saying... I'm surprised that you haven't caught on, like, this mm-hmm. far yet, the fact that I was taking you to prom. Yeah. And then she's really upset. She's like, I don't want to go. Like, if the fact that you weren't stronger than me, I would have put up more of the fight, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then Bella, sorry, no, Edward is trying to, like, sweet talk her and be like, I'm not going to let you go. Don't worry. Even you can't hurt mm-hmm. yourself tonight. I'm going to, like, mm-hmm. you know, hold you in my arms, girl. <laughs> <laughs> And so after she hears all, like, that sweet talk, she's like, okay, fine, whatever. I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah, they get to the prom. And it's held in the gym. Was your prom held in the gym? Mm-hmm. Ours was held at a, at a... No, it was at a banquet hall. A banquet hall, yeah. I'm like, yeah. how small is this school that you have to go to the gym yeah. for prom? There is no hotel that you could, like, dress up for your prom? Right. Okay, so they get to the gym. You know, everybody's there. And the book yeah. describes it as, uh, so Alice and Jasper, Emmett and Rosalie are more so in the middle, dancing mm-hmm. all elegantly, and then people are, like, on the outskirts of them, because they're kind of intimidated yeah. by, like, their grace and their beauty. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bella describes Alice as looking beautiful, and then Rosalie as, like, so beautiful that every girl there has taken a hit on their self-esteem, <laughs> herself included. <Right. laughs> I'm like, Yes bad bitch rosalie make these girls Mm -hmm. like shake in their boots (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so i think she makes a comment like she's trying to like play it off that she's not too nervous and she makes a comment like oh do you want me to bolt the doors so you can like terrorize the unsuspecting townspeople because it looks like a scene out of like a horror movie the way the Mm -hmm. dance is set up um you know kind of have that banter back and forth and then while they're dancing, they're interrupted by a surprise visitor. And who other than Jacob Black showing up to the dance? 
And he's kind of like really nervous and really like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like embarrassed to the fact that he has to show up there. Yeah. And the reason why he showed up is because he has a message from Billy, his father. Mm-hmm. And then so they're dancing. He asks Edward if he can cut in. So Edward allows it. And then he's talking and he's saying like, I know it's really uncomfortable for the both of us. And, you know, I think that before that he was mentioning something like along the lines of um, catching up a little like, oh, how much have you grown? He's saying I'm 6'2 now. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, have you caught? Bella asked him, like, has anybody caught your eye? Yada, yada. And then he kind of mm. looks at her. He's like, she's already taken. <laughs> oh, smooth. <laughs> and um, they're still there, I think, a little shy after that. And then Bella's basically like, spit it out. So why did you come? Mm-hmm. And then he admits that mm-hmm. Billy bribed him with, like, being able to buy the parts for the car that he's putting together to tell mm-hmm. Bella, like, you need to break up with Edward. Like, this was just the beginning. Like, you could be even more seriously hurt if you do not break mm-hmm. up with him. And then also to add a warning that he'll be watching. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Yikes. right? <laughs> Stalker. <laughs> I'm like, that. that is very presumptuous of him mm-hmm. to do. I guess he's just looking out for Bella because that's his best friend's daughter, of course. Yeah. Um. So after he leaves, Edward comes back in and he's a little like miffed. And he's just like, oh, Jacob made me break my promise that I wouldn't let you go tonight. And she's like, oh, okay, it's, it's fine. I'll forgive you. And the conversation mm-hmm. turns quickly into, you know, this banter back and forth. He was saying to her, if you didn't think that we were going to the prom tonight, what did you think we were doing? And then basically yeah. Bella has to fess up and say that I thought you were going to turn me into a vampire tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, would that warrant me getting into a tux and everybody else <laughs> dressing up? You in a, you know, a pretty dress. And she's like, I don't know. I thought it might be a special occasion. Mm-hmm. And then Edward's trying to like tell her from the very beginning, the theme of the book is coming back again to like save, savor your humanity. You know what? Like take pride and like really savor these kind of like precious human moments because once it's gone, it's gone. You're not gonna come. You're not gonna get it back. You're gonna be like undead. Yeah. For eternity, basically. Mm-hmm. So they're going back and forth, uh, saying like, you know, you should just turn me. Like, but Alice saw the vision anyways, and then he's like, kind of like joking around with her, and he's saying like, oh, how about this? And he's kind of like coming closer and closer to her throat while they're dancing. Yeah, as if he was about to bite her <laughs> at the dance. <laughs> and I'm like, how stupid do you think that this man would actually bite you taste your blood again tempt himself again in the middle of the dance in front of all these other humans and the way the pain was so much the first time that you wouldn't be screaming for your life Mm -hmm. in the middle of a dance and so he like kisses (laughs) he kisses her throat and then he like whispers in her ear he's like did you really think you're gonna make me change my mind Uh that easily and then he's like oh Mm -hmm. a girl can hope and then the, basically the book has come to an end at this point and Bella, it ends with Bella asking him, I love you more than anything else in the world combined. Isn't that enough? <laughs> and then Edward says, it is enough. Enough for forever. Oh, and he wow. kisses her on the throat again. And there we go. There you have it. The end of Twilight. Oh my goodness. The first book in the saga. What was... a ride. What a ride. Yeah. <laughs> so since we finished the book, 
let's talk about one character that kind of stood out in the epilogue. So let's talk about Billy. So in the epilogue, Billy sends Jacob to warn Bella after he's heard of her accident and everything that went down in Phoenix. Phoenix. (laughs) And basically, Billy doesn't believe the story that Bella ran away and, you know, tripped down two, three flights of stairs and then went out the window. Like, (laughs) it's a little far-fetched and I don't blame him for not believing it. Especially since um, the story included that Edward was coming to Phoenix to kind of convince Bella to come back to Forks. So it was kind of far-fetched. So let's just talk a little bit about if Billy was out of line to make a warning like that to Bella. Especially the part where it's like, We'll be watching you. We'll be watching you. you. Okay. <laughs> You're not like, my yeah. dad. <laughs> exactly. So what do we think about what do we what do we think about Billy's actions here? Um, I think it was kind of out of line since like he is not the parent in this situation. And mm-hmm. in chapters earlier, basically, um Jacob admitted that when uh Billy brought his suspicions about Carlisle to, um, what's the last name again? Charlie. <laughs> Sorry, completely mm-hmm. slipped my mind. When Billy brought his suspicions <laughs> yes. to Charlie about Carlisle, Charlie basically mm-hmm. chewed out Billy, and that's how they had a falling out. Maybe that's why he doesn't want to go to Billy back, sorry, back to Charlie, like, parent to parent, because, like, Charlie mm-hmm. already chewed him out earlier. I get that. So yeah. I guess he had to go to Bella directly. But, like... In the year of 2021, like I said earlier, <laughs> I'm not seeing any indigenous person getting up in no white people business, no white people foolishness. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. I just think it was kind of out of pocket. Like, just let Charlie be the parent and let this woman make her yeah. own decisions. Yeah, like, also, like, looking at it, you know, through the, like, just the whole situation, I just find it so strange that this random person in a way to Bella he is random because it's not like they hang out all the time or like you know yeah yeah there's no relationship there so it's just very strange to me that that was the warning because like if you think about it like what exactly does her being in a relationship with Edward have anything to do with him you know yeah like it's just the fact that these two individuals these two tribes in their own ways yeah. do not get along yeah so he exactly. has to kind of like push this notion onto her or this ideology onto her like this is not good for you mm-hmm. even though she can make these decisions for herself and though sometimes mm-hmm. her decisions can be reckless they're her reckless decisions to make man <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> right sometimes you just had to watch somebody from afar do their stupidness and be like you know what it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. And I'll yeah. be more fine over here. <laughs> I'm not getting involved. Yeah. Exactly. So what do we think about this? Does Billy pass the vibe test? I would say he doesn't pass because like I just feel like that's like it's just out of pocket. Like let the person make their yeah. own decisions. I agree. And then two, mm-hmm. just for the fact that like I don't find yeah. it believable <laughs> in this day and age. Like just like yeah, for sure. when you see somebody doing stupidness from across the way, you just kinda have to look. And walk on. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we've reached our fangirl culture moment where we connect a point in the book of how Twilight has impacted fangirl culture at large. But we're going to do things mm-hmm. a little differently this week and find out if Twilight made a fangirl mm-hmm. out of Anya because you are the newbie. 
Yes. <laughs> okay. So we've reached the end and the end of the book and the end of our first season. Mm. So when mm. we started, did you actually believe that we would get to the end? Uh, yes, I did. You know, um, I actually really liked Twilight, I will say, <laughs> okay. you know. Um, I would say that I enjoyed the beginning mostly. If I had to choose like beginning, middle, end, I would have to say the beginning was my favorite personally. Um, just, you know, with the whole Edward and Bella stuff, um, I actually liked that. I think it's um, the tension building because like it wasn't until yeah, like I really... halfway through the book that they kind of like kissed or went out or like anyway, anything yeah, like that. Yeah, I think I liked that. Mm-hmm. The tension, the slow burn, that's what they call it. That's, that's a yes. bad girl. <laughs> the slow burn. I personally really liked the whole slow burn, the banter kind of leading up to everything. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's what I would say. But I, yeah, I enjoyed the book, to be honest. Yeah, I think, um, in the beginning, we were talking about the fact that I was, I was saying, like, if you are you sure about doing something like this? Like, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you had this preconceived notion in your head that it might be very Wattpad-ish. And we Mm -hmm. talked about Wattpad before being like a platform where people can come together and write fan fiction. Mm -hmm. So... From the beginning of the book, now that you finished it, has your perception of the book changed from the beginning now, now that we're at the end? Yeah. So I actually, yeah, so I used to read Wattpad back in the day. And so I'm familiar with, you know, the writing, how it was obviously back then. Um, And I was also never really into like the whole vampire stuff, to be honest. Like There was like a moment like after Twilight where it was all kind of like vampire stuff. Yeah, like vampire diaries like all that stuff I was never really into that I don't know why it just never really interested me um but when I was reading Twilight I was actually like you know this is not that bad like this is actually pretty like I thought the writing was pretty good um I definitely liked you know the descriptions of the slow burn as we (laughs) as we said and uh I do admit like yeah, there were a few cringy moments. Most of most of them had to do with Bella, <laughs> but <laughs> but I I liked it. I even liked the whole like Edward, a lot of like Edward's like um, dialogue. To be honest, yeah, some of it was a little bit much, but um, I don't know. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Sometimes they could be a little cringy, but I feel like mm-hmm. when you're experiencing love for the first time, it's almost like. I don't know. It's like a different type of feeling. Like first love is different. Mm-hmm. It's like you, yeah. you go so above and beyond a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So what were your top three moments in the book that made you have your biggest like fangirl reactions and why? Yeah. So I think I really enjoyed um, Edward saving Bella from the car. <laughs> the That whole description I found, I just loved it. You know how he grabbed my waist and blah, blah, blah. And I, <laughs> I was really into that. <laughs> Um, and then the second one, I really enjoyed, um, I think I'm not, I for, kind of forget, unfortunately, like when exactly this happened, but it was when they started talking again, I think. And Edward was basically saying, you know, it's better off like that. We're not friends, but it's not that he didn't want to be friends. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I was more so like, oh, I love her too much to like be away, yeah. but then like I have to be near her all the time. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know. For some love, reason, yeah. yes, for some reason, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> it's like that and pull then... and push and like, oh, I push you away. You're coming back. I push you away again. You're coming back. Da, 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 going back and forth, back and forth. 
kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And then the third one I would say to me personally was that what that brotherly moment between Edward and Emmett during the whole, um, you know, what are we going to do about James kind of thing? And, you know, when Emmett had Edward's back. And yes, I think this is obviously definitely small because we don't get to see many of the other characters. Yeah. But as I said before, for some reason, that just made me fall in love with Emmett. So... <laughs> I'm hoping that we get to see more of him and the other characters in the next few books. Yeah. I think it was very, like, a bad boy-ish moment. Like, I feel like... Okay. It was! <laughs> I'm like... Because I have read Wattpad back in the day as well. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. the other stories were like, the girl's like, who do I choose? The main character yeah. or the main character's brother? And you kind of see them together. You're yeah. like, oh, girl, you could choose both if you want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, like, the best friend. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> who was your favorite character and why? Yeah, so right now I would say I really liked Alice. Um, I thought she was like really friendly and really nice to Bella and she wasn't like standoffish at all. And the fact that she kind of accepted Edward and um, Bella together, I don't know. She just seems really cute. Um, like just one of those people who's just like overly joyful, but like not in an annoying way. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, no, definitely. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's definitely Alice. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say, honestly, I actually really liked Carlisle, especially when we first got introduced to him at the beginning yeah. as in, at the hospital. Um, I really liked, obviously, again, we didn't see too much about him, but um, I liked how he was, like, really protective and just hearing the story about how, you know, he kind of brought all of these people, like, all the vampires, the Cullens together and kind of became this family and you know, protect each other. I really like that. And lastly, has Twilight made a fangirl out of you yet? I don't know if I would say I'm a hardcore fan, but I know definitely at the beginning of reading it, I was like, oh, I don't know. Am I going to be a fan? Because I really like what's going on here. But I will say I am, like, I would say, yeah, I would say I'm a fan of the this book, okay. you know? Yeah. And um, that I really enjoyed it, to be honest. Um it was definitely different than what I expected. And I don't know. I just felt like young again, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. So we started this podcast mostly as a personal project between the two of us, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning, yeah. kind of to be creative. And I know I mentioned this in the very beginning, like, I know you want to get into radio. And I was mm-hmm. saying, oh, you should do your own podcast. And you're like, would you do it with yeah. me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. But she bamboozled me, y'all. It was for an assignment first. Josh, <laughs> yes. No, we personally wanted to do it first, and then the assignment came later. Okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because we both have, you know, background in media and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess we can talk a little bit about our progress so far. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty proud of us to get here up to the end. Well, I don't know. I think I think starting out, we were kind of just feeling out what exactly we wanted to do. Um, and then we started to get a little bit more uh, detailed, I guess. And yeah. I think it went pretty well. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I feel like we were just kind of like a little baby deer trying to wobble on its little legs. Yeah, exactly. I know. We're still kind of wobbling, but, you know, standing a little bit more firmer than we were before. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right so that is all folks mm-hmm. the end of twilight at least the first book and the end of our first season we are gonna have a bonus yay. episode yay where we kind of watch <laughs> the movies and i think we're gonna try and do that for each of the books as yeah. we continue on 
Yeah, so you can join us next week, y'all, for our bonus episode where we watch the movie together and play a little Twilight drinking game. We might go live. <laughs> we might go live on Instagram. So follow us on Instagram at FangirlSuck. Yes. I am yep. Delisha. And I'm Anya. And sink your teeth into it with us next time. Bye.